0: everybody happy to have you here on this morning's show this is the wake the fuck up with jeff show i'm streaming live every monday through friday 8 a.m eastern standard time single topic questions at the end for the topic i'm discussing um a lot of this is rants a lot of this is thoughts on my mind i've been doing this for 20 years i got a lot of information out there and i don't hold back um had a great uh, podcast yesterday, and all the replays go up on YouTube. Feel free to watch them; um, it's fantastic. Don't forget, if you've got general questions, you can tune into our normal Q and A every Wednesday and Friday, which is with the lovely Joel, which is the "What Would Jeff Do" show. And that podcast is about any of your dog training questions. Also, I put a little teaser on our Instagram stories. If you're not on our Instagram stories, you, for, well, first of all, if you're looking for the most advice, and it's all for free, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, as well as these podcasts. Um, on Instagram stories, I put up a little teaser of Angelo, um, you know, in the podcast booth because he's starting his own podcast. So, Angelo is 10 years old, he's homeschooled, he's starting his own podcast on Greek. Norse, Roman, and Egyptian mythology, and he'll be spewing some information out there as well as taking your questions. That probably will be a daytime show because Every night is just about occupied here, so I'm not quite sure when that show will happen, but we'll um, we'll be announcing that, and there'll probably be a once-a-week show, and he's really, really excited about doing that. If anybody wants to sponsor his show, he is actively looking for sponsors. All right? Kids got to make some money. Um Yesterday's show, which was pretty intense, so that would be Monday the 14th. If you have not seen Monday the 14th's Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, you're probably going to want to watch it. This is the thing. Whenever you're putting out information out there, whenever you're freaking yelling and screaming from the rooftops, whenever you're putting out anything controversial... You're going to whenever you're get, you're strapping on a set of fucking balls and putting out info, you're gonna get pushback. You're gonna get a lot of that stuff um, pushed back at you, and that's gonna come with both people that are in your camp and um, also throw hate at you. And what you need to do is you need to understand that that's just a fact of life. Yesterday, Joel put up some great infographics carousels for all my fellow business owners. Right now, reels was the big thing on Instagram. Right now, slow down. Your reels and build up your carousels. If you don't know what a carousel is, the last couple of days we've been putting up carousels on our Instagram. So check those out. But whenever you put up good stuff, like we did one on uh, baby proofing, we did one on bringing home a puppy, that gets shareable. It's very, very shareable. So what happens is whenever anybody shares your information, you get a lot of new fans, new followers, but you also get a lot of new hate. People like to jump in that don't know anything about you and just spew their lies on your page. Don't take it personally. It's going to happen. If it's really, really rude, just ban the person, delete the comments. Don't even engage with them because they frankly are not interested in in um, what you have to say in fact it's it just goes to show that the um that the ideology that the ideology that, you, that you're putting out there um is ac- is actually right the ideology that people are actually mean who who don't um uh, 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 who, who don't agree with you and you don't have to agree with somebody, but spewing all of this constant hate is just incredible. And, um, I'm always amazed by it. I'm always amazed. Well, maybe I'm not amazed because it's predictable. Um, it's predictable for me. So I think, you know, one of the things is, uh, uh, If you're going to get out of your comfort zone and if you're going to start telling the truth and if you're going to be putting your information out there, it's so important, it's so important that you are prepared for pushback and don't take it personally because anybody that's doing anything great is going to get hate. That's just the way it works, but... You get a lot of folks who are just still married to this concept that you can stop anything with um, re- reward only, but it just can't be done. And I want to just put something up there for a lot of the folks. First, I want to play just a couple of um, little ads. Good. Tucker, here. Good, this good former job. Graduate. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. Tucker, here! That's my boy! Here, there we go. That's my boy. So that is from the Green to Graduate, but but also let's go over the um, all of our, uh, uh, our, our sales right now going on our, on our black Friday sales. So number one, even if you don't want to buy a course from us, even if you don't want to buy a course from us, if you go to com and you go to subscribe right here, there's no fee for you. You'll get on our mailing list and you'll find out all the newest, latest things. So you probably want to get on to subscribe. All right. That's something you're going to want to do, but you're going to see that we have got, let me just get out of this um, bonus thing that Tony put up, but you're going to see that we've got these bundles. Look at this. Look at these bundles saving 38% off. Also, if you're part of our Patreon family, if you're part of our Patreon family, you'll also save an additional 20% off. So people are buying all of our consoles for about half price. Remember, we never put things on sale. This is a once. This is a this is a one-time a one-time deal where we're, we're putting things on sale. So it's important that I wanted to put that out there. Um, uh, it's at the end of the year, so our thank you to everybody. But as far as this course, the, this this podcast, I really wanted to talk about stopping unwanted behaviors. The reason is because most people don't know how to apply a proper punisher. They do not know how to apply a proper punisher. In fact, the word punishment means abuse to a lot of people, and it's the farthest thing from abuse. Applying a proper punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior is actually a factual statement, not an opinion. It's actually how you stop an unwanted behavior. So I usually don't take questions till the end, but um, Bernard, write down what bad behavior you want to stop, and I will tell you exactly step by step how to stop it. There's actually a protocol. These are industry-wide protocols. Now, do we put a little bit of a tweak on it? Sure. Do we have a couple of things that are unique? Sure. But most things, though, are industry-wide. Just like clicker training, which we do. But just like you have to know how to train a dog to do an obedience command with, say, a clicker or a marker and food, there's actually a proper process on how to do that. And most people... mm, let me retract that. A lot of people are doing it wrong. They're not even rewarding their dogs properly. But most people do not know how to stop unwanted behaviors. They don't know how to stop unwanted behaviors. So it's so important that folks understand how to stop unwanted behaviors. And you have to apply a punisher. Now, this is the problem. When you say the word punisher, people assume you're yelling and screaming and kicking and, like, taking the dog out to the garage with a two-by-four. And it's like, what are you, crazy? No. Or they're doing timeouts? No. No. It's a one to three second conversation preceded by the word no. So the dog understands that the word no is your marker for that was wrong. You shouldn't have done it. Don't do it again. And most people are nagging their dogs every day instead of actually giving them a proper punisher, which reminds me this is not punishment watching my Zoom, but if you've got a lot of questions every Tuesday, so today is Tuesday. Um, anywhere we used to, we used to do it at three and now we're doing it at five. Now with the time change, we might want to see the sunset tonight. So we might do it at four so we can go see the sunset tonight and walk on the beach down here in Florida. But I'll be posting that on our Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com, um, I'm going to put that up right now. It's um, patreon.com slash solid canine training. Um, solid canine trading. Training. I'm going to put that up there right now in the comments. And if you go there, join the Patreon page for $10 a month. And I'll tell you why. Number one, you get to join our Zoom room, which is every Tuesday. That is face-to-face, voice-to-voice. You can ask a question. We do that once a week. So for two fifty dollars a Zoom, you got that. You are also getting... This podcast is going to be moved on Tuesdays and Thursdays to exclusively to Patreon. And we will do Q&A about anything on that show. Where on my this podcast that's open to the public, you can only ask questions about what what I'm talking about. You also get 20% off of all of our courses Even though we're having a sale now, you can take an additional 20% off and all of, because there's a a code that you use, and all of the consults that we do. So we do a ton of consults, one-on-one video and voice consults that are private. We do a lot of those. So if you're struggling with your dog, people get better results through our consults than they are through a dog trainer. But let's talk about how to apply a proper punisher. That goes into the behavior mod spectrum. We also apply a punisher for obedience in the obedience realm, but we only do that when a dog understands a command. So let's talk about our concepts, our concepts on applying a punisher. When we're to, let's, let's stick with obedience first. Let's stick with uh, down, sit, recall, healing, place, command, Let's talk about those. Going into your kennel. We do hundreds and hundreds of reps using a reward-based program. Quote-unquote positive reinforcement. After that, those hundreds and hundreds of reps, when a dog fully understands the command, we then start proofing the dog. So now we apply a punisher for not doing a known command. What can the Punisher be? A very firm leash pop, a remote collar correction. Those are the two big ones. Then the dog goes, well, I already know the command. I heard the word no. It was uncomfortable not to do it, but my owner guided me to do it. I understand what that means. So, there's still guidance with the Punisher when it comes to obedience. It's the word no in a neutral tone, apply the Punisher. If you need more details, I'll go into more detail, but it's not rocket science. But remember, you're not yelling, you're not screaming, you're not angry, you're not upset. It's just a matter of fact. Angela, will you take the dishes, rinse them off, and put them in the dishwasher, sweetheart? Okay. Thank you. All right. I think it's so important that people understand how to apply a proper punisher. That's how you proof a dog. Then you also, what you do is you start. Starting presenting your dog with all kinds of environmentals. What happens is that people are not training their dogs in the real world. They're training their dogs. You start them in a very quiet environment, whether it's inside your house, inside a training center. You start, you start introducing environmentals there, teaching your dog what a punisher is there before you go out into the real world. So then your dog understands things. So then when you take your dog out in the real world that understands things, you're speaking the same language. now when it comes to stopping an unwanted behavior rushing the front door barking barking in general jumping up on people counter surfing getting in the trash getting in the litter box eating poop running the fence line barking fence fighting jumping over a fence chasing an atv a bicycle a lawnmower anything with tires which is common When it comes to separation anxiety, believe it or not, that can be corrected. Getting out of a crate, growling, biting. You can go directly to punishments without any obedience, without any relationship with a dog. This concept that you need to build, you need to have a relationship with a dog before you apply a punisher is the biggest line of bullshit. So my dog is jumping all over me and I need to build a relationship first. My dog is jumping all over my child, my grandmother. I need to build a relationship first. My dog is barking its head off. The first day I brought it home, I need to build a relationship first. No, you're going to apply a punisher. So what do you do? You say the word no, apply your punisher. You're not upset, you're not mad, you're not yelling, you're not screaming. What is that punisher? Again, remote collar, leash pop, water bottle, bonker. It's about what, you know, it's not about using the least invasive, most invasive. It's about using the most effective tool. The most effective concept, the most effective theory. How are you going to know what's the most effective Your dog will tell you. Your dog will tell you. Very important concept. So, for that, you don't necessarily have to then give your dog guidance afterwards. Now, a lot of people will say, and they do say, teach an alternative behavior, and that's how you stop unwanted behaviors. That is bullshit. That is a lie. Now, I am not against teaching alternative behaviors or a behavior, but I'm not going to teach my dog to sit to stop jumping. Now, can my dog sit? In front of me? Of course it can. But that does not stop jumping. You need to actually stop jumping. Or else what do you have? They jump, they sit, they get a reward. They jump, they sit, they get a reward. Now, will some dogs stop jumping that way? I've seen it happen. How many times does your dog jump on grandma before that works? Also, you need to make sure your word no has meaning. And a lot of people are not making sure their dog has Understands no. This is the thing. A lot of dog trainers out there, a lot of vet behaviorists. I did a nice post this morning on Instagram and Facebook, uh, and also it'll eventually go up on TikTok about this the scam that about drugging your dog and vet behaviorists how they actually don't help. They have this recipe that is designed to take money from you, put your dog on medication, and not give you results. That one, speaking the truth, that one will get shared and filled with hate. But that's not why I put it up there. I put it up there because people need to start telling the truth, and they are not. Nobody wants to ruffle feathers. Nobody wants to tell the truth. Everybody's worried about social social media pushback. But if you become a truth teller, if you put yourself out there, be prepared for pushback. And that's why most people will sugarcoat things. I can't tell you how many times people will say, thank you so much, Jeff, um, for saying what I've always wanted to say. And my big thing is, well, why didn't you fucking say it then? Say it. What are you afraid of? Joe Schmo 56, living in his basement with his mother, eating teeny... Um, TV dinners in front of fucking refunds of re- 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 reruns of Beverly Hill Hillbillies, fucking s- uh, saying like, you know, talking trash to you. Who cares? Who cares what they have to say? Block them. It's your page. You don't have to have discussions with people. Oh my gosh, I, Jeff blocked me. If he doesn't agree with me, of course if I don't agree with you. I'm not going to get into an argument with you or a debate. You have put your information on your page. Everybody's an expert, but you go to their page and they have nothing. Crickets. Ask them direct questions crickets but i'm telling you if you have a dog with an unwanted behavior you need to apply a punisher which instills an inhibitor which stops an unwanted behavior that's just the way it is now we need to start defining the word punisher all punisher means is something that is intolerable to the dog it doesn't mean you're it it doesn't mean you're giving your dog pain but your dog is usually giving other people pain your dog is giving you pain Dogs that have separation anxiety that don't allow you to sleep is painful. Dogs that that don't allow you to have people to come over your house is painful. A dog that you can't bring your dog out in public is painful. A lot of dogs are meeting people's emotional needs, but you can't take them anywhere. That is not, in my opinion, proper dog ownership. Don't we want to take our dogs everywhere? Don't we want to? So stopping unwanted behavior, you need to start understanding the concept, first of all, of dog training, how dogs are motivated, how to apply a punisher properly, and then how to recoup your dog from the punisher, depending on what context it is. You have to actually educate your dog on working above threshold. Everybody's like, I've been getting lately the big, this big thing about like people put one word, you know, when we have dogs out in Home Depot, you know, flooding. But they're saying it as a negative because I go to their page and I see what they're all about. And I'm like, since when is flooding, flooding with guidance? Flooding with guidance. Talk to people that are doing PTSD rehab in the psych community. Talk to them about VR technology on soldiers returning. Okay? Talk to them about CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Apply it to dogs, even though different species. When you know how to flood with guidance, it does wonders. How do I know? Been doing it for 20 years, 10,000 dogs getting great results with no negative side effects that's how i know it's like well the science says well you know what a couple of years ago science after testing it on 18 mice decided to inject our population with a drug without any human testing That something was going to work, which we know now did not work and actually did the opposite of what it was supposed to do. Now we know. So follow that science. What do we got? These are short shows, by the way. Oak Barrel Barbecue. Ooh, barbecue. Good morning. Good morning, Oak Bill. Oh, barrel. Sawblade so, Entertainment. Maybe um, he should start a Patreon for his podcast. Some people um, would join that and could have a Zoom for that where you get to talk about a select topic in person. He really, You really like Norse. I mean, that's an idea. You know what else he can do is if you join the show on, on uh, YouTube, you can do YouTube Top Chats, which you can throw money his way for YouTube Top ch- chop Chats. So you can also do that. And one day he probably will. I mean, on his Instagram page, he can also do a membership program. Bernard says, hello, what does the bad behavior cover? And then I ask you to, I don't know, tell me. Bad behavior is bad behavior. Bernard, you know what bad behavior is. It's any unwanted behavior you don't want in the house, out of the house. I mean, you know what you don't want your dog to do, right? I'm capable of stopping every un- bad behavior there is. I'm not really good at pee stuff, interior pee stuff. I'm not very good at that. That's not really my thing. But give me a, give me a, a good bad, unwanted behavior, we'll stop it. I don't need to meet your dog, by the way. And I can, we can do it quick. Now, dog aggression, that takes time. Human aggression, that takes time. Sunset Hill Labs, I share your puppy video in my private puppy group all the time. People need these facts when ta- taking home a pup. But Sunset Hill, did you sign up as a, an affiliate yet? Um, slash uh, affiliates. I think that's it. Go check that out. You can sign up as a uh, an affiliate. Start selling our courses. You make almost eighty dollars a course. Actually, eighty dollars a course. I think it's like seventy nine and change. And your and your um your your, your puppy clients can actually uh, make money as well. Thanks, Angelo. You swam the dogs. Yeah, great. Start on your homework, please. Okay. Thank you. Make sure your computer's is your computer's plugged in. Good. Yep. Good job, buddy. I'm get my All right. Thank you, hon. By the way, if you don't have kids out there, Angelo made his breakfast. He he, uh, uh, unloaded the dishwasher. He loaded the dishwasher. He swam Text. Now he's doing his homework. It's 826. That's just minimal of the amount of chores he'll have to do today. And he doesn't object to any of it. Give your kid Chores. Okay, give your child chores from the youngest age possible, so it's no big deal for them to do chores as part of their life. And now he's doing his schooling because he's a homeschool kid. Um, Sunset Hill Lab says, "Why don't why I don't train other people's dogs? Dogs are easy. People sometimes not so much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, but the most important part is the dog. The, but I'm sorry, the most laborious part is the dog. The most important part is the people." But that's the job. So Sunset Hill, just a quick suggestion. Thank you for sharing our stuff. But you can also start creating like whether it's white papers, whether it's short videos, whether it's stuff on social media. I mean, you've got the you've got a great opportunity to do how to desensitize a puppy. All the work you do to desensitize a puppy from day one. Then week one, week two, week three, the exposure you give them, the sounds, the sights, the sensations on their feet. Yesenia, good morning. It's early out there in California. Karen, good morning. How are you? There's a link there to patreon.com, Solid Canine Training. I would encourage people to join that because there's even more of these podcasts. There is Zoom rooms. Today we have a Zoom room today. Plus you also get 20% off of your courses and consults, which is a great deal. You can save hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. I'm sorry, a year for $10 a month. And they have this thing about month a yearly membership for $100.80, which gets it down to $8. Brittany, um, brought my dog to the vet. Uh, yesterday, we were at the counter checking out. A lady walked in with a little dog. My dog was loading. I corrected her with no. And a any kind correction, I could tell the woman was like, probably not happy. I paid and my dog walked calmly and we walked out. Calm and clicked after a one-second correction. Exactly. You know, and you know, this is the thing too, Brittany. Most people don't know what a well-behaved dog is. Like we have Piper. Oh, he's gone. Uh, he's going. He's on a walk. Did you all just take Piper on a walk? Yeah. So Piper's on a walk right now. Piper knows. Oh, did you guys check out Instagram stories? Piper learned how to uh, walk next while he was behind me on a bike. A little bit nervous, but he's a nervous, fearful, anxious dog. He's on a walk today, but yeah, but he's been he's not last this past weekend. He did a lot of public access training. You know, and you know, this is a dog we've had for a week. Didn't know any obedience, nervous, fearful, anxious dog. And he went to Hobby Lobby, he went to Home Depot. I think he went to one more place. I don't recall. But anyway, people were amazed at his behavior. He's only been with us for a week. I mean, the bar is set so low. People are not used to seeing a well-behaved dog in public. We need to up the game. And how do you do that? Train from a proactive side. All your obedience and then train being proactive on stopping the unwanted behaviors. Cization. I'm wondering why don't you consider time out short isolation as a proper punishment because it doesn't because that's not a punishment. Do you think a dog knows what a timeout is? That's not effective. Plus, I don't want to do time. I don't do timeouts with my kids, and I don't do timeout with my dogs. Do you really think the dog understands timeout? Do you really think a dog is going to? And I'm not. This is not against you, but I'm just saying though. Do you think a dog is going to stop aggression because you gave it a timeout? Do you think a dog is going to stop jumping up on people, getting in the trash, stop counter surfing from doing a timeout? And if it is, good for you. If it works for you, that's fantastic. Keep doing it. But when you're, when, you're, when you're on a hike or when you're on a walk and your dog gets leash reactive, how do you do timeout? When you're driving in the car and your dog is barking its head off, how do you do a timeout? Timeout is not a punisher. It's just not. You were probably told it was, but it's not. Why? Because that is being taught. You know, it's funny because on yesterday's show, I got a comment. It's so funny because I mentioned it too on yesterday's show about all the bullshit and the lies going on in this industry. And people are like, your dog barks at the front window. You know what they tell you to do? Cover up your front windows with newspaper. So someone commented, yep, my dog barked out the window and I was told to cover up my front windows with newspaper. And my dog barks for an hour straight when I'm in the car driving to my mom's house and the trainer said to let it bark. That's unethical. Meanwhile, you don't need to have newspaper. So the barking in the front window can be stopped in one second and barking in a car can be stopped in one second. One second with the proper application of a punisher. Um, I've seen it work, although it takes a fair amount of reps, of course, given the marker is used at the right moment, but so it takes a fair amount of reps. How many reps, but why, but it's more about the concept. Why do you want to do a timeout and how do you do a timeout on the walk? How do you do a timeout in the car? How do you do a timeout when you're hiking? How do you do a timeout at a farmer's market? How do you do a timeout at home Depot? How do you do a timeout at a family picnic? And why would you want to do a fair amount of reps when you can eliminate it in one second? And how about if your dog is doing a timeout and it's barking its head off the whole time? Instead of doing a timeout, you can just stop the behavior. So last night, we had our neighbors over for um, dinner outside with a barbecue. We made s'mores, and we had um, um, uh, uh, you know barbecue stuff, and we built a um, fire in the fire pit. And our dogs were outside with us. Let's say one of the dogs was acting like an, like an a-hole. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? Put the dog inside? Put it in its kennel? Why? Why don't I just correct the dog in the moment so it can just stay out there? Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't you, have to, would you rather have that life? How about if I can tell you that you can have a life with your dog where you don't have to do timeouts and your dog does better without doing a fair amount of, of reps? How about if I told you that in one second we could eliminate that behavior? Like, name the behavior. Cezation. I want to help you. I honestly want to help you. It's the first time you've been on my show. It's at least the first time I've seen you. I've been doing this for 13 years. I've never seen you on my show before. Thank you so much for joining. But how about if I told you that we can eliminate that in seconds? Then you don't have to do timeouts anymore. Wouldn't you rather have that life? Wouldn't you rather... You don't even have to move from your seat and you can usually stop the bad behavior. And you will not have a bad relationship with your dog, which is what a lot of people are told. Oh, you'll ruin the relationship with your dog if you do a punisher. Meanwhile, putting your dog in a timeout theoretically is is punishment. But you don't need to do that. Frankly, none of my clients want to do it. I don't want to do it. When I tell people that there's a different way to do it, that's what they want. Oh, so I don't have to do timeouts anymore? No, you don't have to do timeouts. Just like people saying, when I yell at my dog, it stops the behavior. Why are you yelling at your dog? You don't need to yell at your dog. So what do you, see, C-ization? I'm glad that timeout worked for you. I honestly am. I really, really am. But what were you try- what did you stop, and how many reps of timeout did you have to do? And I'm not saying this to embarrass you or to be like, oh, we do it better. I actually want to know. I actually want to know. I actually want to know. Kyle, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Two dogs and a dude. What is flooding? Flooding is this. Let's say your dog is not comfortable in crowds. Okay. So how do you get your dog to go, through, go to a farmer's market, go to your kid's soccer game? By the way, how do you do a timeout at a soccer game? Go to a soccer game. Your dog is not good with dogs. Okay. So, how about if I immerse you by the way, you can Google what flooding is. Okay. By the way, so how about if I immerse the dog in the farmer's market? But I proceed that with obedience. So I teach my dog how to properly heal next to me. And then I then I start inviting environmentals in, meaning I do this. Okay, meaning I do this. I teach my dog that when it sees another dog inside my training center, when it sees a kid on a skateboard inside my training center, and it tries to break heel, that that's where it learns what a correction is. And then the dog learns, oh, I need to stay in heel. Then what I do is I take my dog to the farmer's market. And I'm talking about client's dogs. I've been doing this for a long time. So I take, I take the client's dog to a farmer's market, and he gets nervous. Okay. And it wants to flee. I understand. But I'm leveraging, leveraging obedience. Now, obedience does not stop an unwanted behavior. So I'm leveraging obedience to stop the flooding. I'm sorry, stop, stop the flights. Okay? So I'm flooding my dog with what it's uncomfortable with. And if it tries to flee, I say no. I correct. We go back into heal then i walk through the valley of death which my dog probably looks at it as through a crowd of people and i'm the one that is important to my dog and now my dog focuses on healing instead of focusing as uh, focusing on everything else and my dog knows that i will advocate for it oh as long as i stay and heal next to jeff i don't have to worry about all these other people How about if my dog is not comfortable with other dogs and it wants to lunge? If I tell my dog inside that, like in the training center or in in your yard or in a setup environment that lunging at other dogs is a bad choice, then I take my dog out in public and my dog knows how to properly heal and my dog sees other dogs and I don't allow my dog to load or to react and I walk my dog, and I advocate for my dog, and I don't let dogs approach it. I don't let people approach it. I don't let my dog approach other dogs. So now my dog is going past all these dogs and not caring because my dog trusts me because they know that I will advocate for my dog. So I'm putting my dog in situations where it used to be nervous, but I'm giving my dog guidance, and my dog then learns that those situations are fine. Now, there's something called BAT. Look it up. There's BAT protocols. But that takes a long time. We can do that in 1 of the time and you actually get better results. How? Because we do it all the time. And it works pretty much 100% of the time. And things don't, don't, that don't work, we've got alternative ways. Sometimes we have to tweak things. So that's a general idea of what flooding is. But flooding could also be the same as this. Let's talk about the human spectrum. In PTSD, which they're using a lot of VR technology for a lot of our returning soldiers, thank you for your service, um, they're doing VR technology. So they have somebody that does talk therapy with them, so what they're doing now is they're recreating, they're recreating what really is affecting them. But there's somebody next to them advocating for them, walking through the situation, helping them, guiding them, leading them, helping them work through their, their emotions as they're being flooded with the thing that bothered them most. In a lot of humans, they do something called tap therapy. That's effective. They get people that are afraid of roller coasters to go on roller coasters, people that are afraid of going in water to go into water, people that are afraid to be around dogs to be to be around dogs, people that are afraid of escalators and elevators, people that are afraid of crowds, people that are afraid of walking up to people and introducing themselves. Flooding with guidance, with guidance, now, what does flooding without guidance look like? My dog is afraid of dogs, and I go to my local dog doggy daycare, I throw my dog out into all these dogs with no guidance whatsoever, and I let them have a free-for-all with dogs. That's flooding without guidance. We don't do that. I'm highly opposed to that. But flooding with guidance If you know how to do it, it's highly effective. Now, a lot of people will turn into a negative because why? They don't know how to do it. Remember, people that don't know how to do things or people that don't understand things will always talk shit about it. They'll always tell you it doesn't work. And I love people that say flooding doesn't work. And my response is you're wrong. Flooding doesn't work for you. And my first question is, how many dogs have you effectively utilized flooding with? And they'll probably say none, or rarely none. And I'll say, well, that's why you are based, your opinion is based on your experiences. My opinion is based on my experiences. We do a ton of flooding with guidance. Almost every dog we get in has flooding with guidance, and we have close to 100% success rate. So... That's my opinion. And then the owners have success, which is the true test. But if you're not successful at something, people will say, e-cowers make dogs nervous and fearful. My response is, how many dogs have you used an e collar on? They usually will say none. Or they'll say, I've used it on a couple and it made them nervous and fearful. And my response is, you didn't know how to use it then. Because Piper, who I'm looking to my right, just came back from a walk. He's here for just a two-week boarding train. We only do two-week and sometimes two-week boarding trains in Florida, which I'm in now. Up in Rhode Island, we do. We've got a training center. So we do up to a six-week boarding train. We work with highly aggressive dogs. We turn those dogs around. I would say that over 90% of the dogs over the last 20 years that we have seen have not been had any equipment used on them, meaning no prong cow, you know, all the all the bad equipment that people say, no, no prong cowers, no remote cowers. These dogs are highly aggressive, highly nervous, highly fearful, highly separation anxiety. They know no obedience, they've got the worst behavior that there is, and guess what? No obedience. I mean, no, no um tools have been used on them. You know what they've been had a lot of? Too much freedom, too much love, too much affection, no rules, no structure. So, too much affection, no leadership, no guidance. That makes the dogs behave bad, right? Because they haven't had tools used on them. So this dog came into us highly fearful, highly anxious, highly nervous, And guess what? It's never had a remote collar on it. And we're remote collar training this dog, and we're overriding that dog's fear, anxiety, stress. And it's not because it's shut down. It's because we're using proper dog training techniques that we know how to do. Now, if you don't know how to do it, you're going to think it doesn't work. Of course. Up until 1956, before Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, they said it couldn't be done. No human can run the four-minute mile. It's impossible. It cannot be done. This is 1956. This is not that long ago. Once Roger Bannister did it, guess what? Tens of thousands of people have done it, including high school students. Why? Because somebody did it. Because somebody did it. When I first got onto social media, which was almost at the beginning of social media, I used remote cowers and showed them on social media. Nobody did. Now everybody shows them. I talked freely about shock cowers, e cower training, shock cower training. Nobody did. Now everybody does. Why? Because somebody did it. When someone is doing it successful, you find out how many other people are doing it successful, but they're afraid to talk about it because they're afraid of pushback. Bonking. Why is it that I get attacked for bonking? I'm going to do a show on the attacks I get from bonking. Um, Like the whole bonking episode of 2019 where the FBI was involved, armed guards were involved. It was really, really horrific that people were attacking my family. My staff, myself, newspapers, the BBC, everything. Why is it that when I start showing and talking about bonking, I'm the devil, meanwhile tens of thousands of people are using it. In fact, the IACP, which I don't like, they had a seminar on how to, how to make a bonker at their annual convention. Why? Why? Why is it when one person starts showing it, even though a lot of people are using it, now everybody talks about it? Why? It's interesting, isn't it? So I hope that answered your question, two dogs in a flood, even though I went on a rant, Oak Barrel Barbecue, LOL. Then I put up the link to our affiliate, which is com slash affiliates. Tony says, good man. Angelo is. He's a good man. Can you guys see Angelo? Yeah. Stand up, Angelo. Hello. Because um, my, my thing is... Thing. You want to drop some knowledge on something you're going to be talking about on your podcast? The Egyptians invented the sailboat. What else? Anything else? Oh, Rome was founded on the Tiber River. Tiber or Tiger? Tiber. With a B? Like boy? With a B. All right. Thank you. You're excited about your new podcast? Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Karen, just changed platforms. You notice Angelo joined you. Hi, Angelo. Um, you know, he just sat down. He just sat um, down because his his computer is next to my computer. And this is the combination of um, podcast studio and his school desk. But I'm building we're, – we're putting an addition on in this house – So he'll have his own space. Um, He'll have his own space with his own desk. Um, Diane says, when you say no, apply Punisher and behavior doesn't stop. Do you immediately apply a second one or do you time that? Um, I'm dealing with two English Mastiffs that are absolutely crazy when I come home jumping and spinning and barking. How do I manage two at the same time or do I keep one kenneled so I only have to manage one at a time at the door? Why don't you keep them both kenneled? I mean, I'll tell you some other things to do. Why don't you keep them both kenneled? And then if they're barking in their crates, spinning in their crates, use a remote collar to teach them how to lie down and be quiet. And eventually, as soon as you walk up to the door, the remote collar goes through walls. If you start hearing any noise, correct the dogs before you even open up the door. So when you walk in the house, dogs have to be quiet. We do it all the time, and we have 100% success, close to 100% success. I mean, there's always that one dog that doesn't care. When you work with a lot of dogs, you always get that one dog. What else can you do? Have a remote collar on them, have the handset on you, walk in the door, they come rushing, say no, correct. Also, you can teach the out command. I've got a free video on YouTube, out meaning get away from me, out. So what do you do? When you um, come home, they rush you, they say they get in your space, you say out, they run away. It's a very powerful command. Angela does it all the time with dogs. Huh? Oh ow. Yep. Sue, you mentioned that you're not going to be doing in-person seminars anymore. Does that include the South Jersey seminar that you had already scheduled for 2023? Yeah, that one's been canceled. That one's been been canceled. I've decided after eight years on the road, no other reason but eight years on the road, and I'm tired, I'm just exhausted from it. Also, we're building courses and helping more people through courses than we are in person. And now the logistics of getting to seminars with Angelo and Joelle, changing the travel industry. That's it. It's the only reason why I'm not doing it for any other reason. Any other reason is that I'm that I'm that I'm going into a new realm of my career. That's it. It's the only reason why I'm doing it. No other reason. And I'm 56 years old. My travel right now is going to be vacations, Greece, heading down to Mexico for, for Christmas. I'll be going down to South America, be hitting Europe. But seminars is and I love doing them. I love helping people in person. I love training humans. I love working with dogs that are that are highly aggressive, you know, one on one. I love the seminars. But for now, I took a break in 2022. Joelle just had her mother die on her. She's reevaluating like a lot of things. I'm evaluating a lot of things too. How do I want the next stage of my career to be? How can I help the most amount of people effectively? Online uh, seminars. Um, saw blade. Someone said using a bite sleeve was the only way they should get their dog not to react to others. Um, that just, uh, this is not practical to carry a bite sleeve around. So, a lot of folks, what they're doing is, again, you're avoiding the correction. The dog goes, gets leash reactive. A lot of the stuff is they pull out a tug and let the dog play with the tug. So your dog is already in high drive. And instead of it lunging at other dogs, they're giving it a bite sleeve or a tug and they're having it do the tug, which is a form of redirection. So now the dog is learning to bite something when it's leash reactive. That's not practical. Why don't you just stop the leash reactivity? Has that ever occurred to somebody? But instead, keep the dog in drive. Increase the dog's drive, actually. Two dogs and a dude. What is flooding? Oh, sorry. I already said that. Yeah. Good morning. Allison says, good morning, Murph. Um, how do I help a client that won't use any kind of punisher to correct their dog? It's not a client. It's called a non client It's called a non-clients. You've offered many solutions, but you just won't. Then you don't work with them anymore. You stop working with them, Murph. Walk away. Like, you don't want my help. It's like, you know what? So I've been sober for over 30 years. So I did it easy. I did it in one day. Went cold turkey. Never went to a meeting. Never had to go to, you um, you know, get a sponsor. But that's just me. I'm intense. I can just put my mind to something and do it. But... How about this? I want to stop drinking. I want to stop. You have a drinking problem. Yeah, I know. Well, I can help you stop. Oh, that's fine. As long as I don't have to stop drinking. What? That doesn't make sense. Those aren't the rules. You walk away then. They you they need to they, the human needs to want it more than the person trying to help. You're trying to help them, Murph. They don't want your help. She wants to give up the dog to the shelter. Then let her give up the dog to the shelter. I want to avoid that, but um, you can't get on the same page. Then walk away, Murph. Let her give up the dog to the shelter. And everyone's like, oh my God, Jeff, you don't care about dogs. Da 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 da. Of course I care about dogs. I care about people more than dogs, but guess what else? I care about an owner's success. An owner's gonna, if an owner is going to refuse to take your advice, you walk away. You walk away. You don't, it's not your obligation to help every dog owner out there. You can pick and choose who you help. You can turn away clients we do all the time if a client is not willing to do what we ask them to do then we don't work with them you need to they need to change their behavior not only do you need to train the dog what you want not train what you don't want but the owner has to also change their behavior The dog bites her 24-7. Tell her to give up the dog then. So her dog bites her, but she doesn't want to play a punisher. That's not a very smart human being. Sorry. Doug says, um. cessation sounds like sending a dog to its kennel and guests come over. It used It to be what I thought was a solution. Now my dogs go automatically to place in the living room when guests show up. We don't know, Doug. That's an assumption. We don't know. But see, I don't have a problem. I do not have a problem when guests come over your house and your dogs bite humans. I don't have a problem with your dog going to its crates. But that's not a timeout. That's not bad dog. Go to your crate. That's just like, oh, I'm going to be a smart dog owner. I'm going to put my dog in the crate. But we don't know. We don't know what they're doing. I'm still waiting to hear. I'd like to know. I'd like to know. Tony, bonkers do work if you don't throw like a girl. Watch yourself there, Tony. Watch yourself. It's just the same. It's an improper saying. It's a sexist chauvinistic saying. Fair point. Okay. All right. I know many females that are athletes and MMA fighters, and they could train dogs way better than any male. Joelle can kick the shit out of most men. She can lift more than most men. She can work out harder than most men. She can go up against the most aggressive dogs better than most men. And she's a female. So that's not a, so Tony, you're a female. Come on now. Jenny, I bonk my dog or use a pet convincer when she's barking out the window or demanding attention. It works, but a minute later she starts up again. What to do? You're not using an effective punisher. Remember, just because you do it, but the dog doesn't stop, that doesn't mean you're that that means you're not doing it right. So, number one, you might be underwhelming your dog. Are you proceeding with the word no, but the dog is not, you're not the dog does not believe you. The dog does not believe you. Try a remote cower. Or maybe you're not bonking hard enough. All you're doing is you're just stopping in the moment, but you're not stopping it completely. Sid, good morning, Jeff. My dad would call it selective enforcement. Hate hate about the bonker. I know. And Sid, thank you for taking such good care of uh, Joel with the horseback riding. Um, Kim says the why, Jeff, is because when they put it on, you keep you. Keep, um, Keep the focus off all their dirty little secrets. Yes. Yeah. The reward-based, positive-only community is a lot of secrets. Most of these trainers are doing exactly what I do or part of what I do at home with their own dogs. What did you do, go bike riding? Oh, I thought you were going to the gym. Hey, Liberty. Um. Diane says, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have found you. Thanks for jumping in. Douglas Walker, Murph, you cannot save everyone. Consider not having them as a client. Consider them not. Immediately get rid of them. Um, all right, guys. It's 9 o'clock. Uh, I know you're a girl, Tony. That's why I said that. When you said don't throw like a girl, don't be don't be saying that. I know you are. I know who you are. I know, Tony. I see your profile picture. I just don't like that. I don't like that sexist comment. That's all. When someone says don't throw like a girl, don't run like a girl. Don't you remember that commercial they had on TV? You know? That's all. I know it was a joke. But still, a lot of people think that way. We don't, we don't need more fuel for the fire for that for that for that. All right? All right. Everyone, I'm heading out. I gotta go to one of my investment properties because something's not going right there. Angelo's got his homeschooling to do right now with online. All right. Mailed in love with all of you. And I'll let you know when Angelo's doing his podcast. Yeah, when am I? As soon as we get the thumbnail done for you. When? I don't know when. You wanna make your own thumbnail? Why not? Oh. That hard? Okay. Jump on a Canva and make a thumbnail. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. May I be in love with you? I will see you all later tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. For all my folks on Patreon, I'll see you today. I'm going to put the Patreon link up right in a couple of minutes. i got to just discuss with Joelle if she wants to see the sunset tonight or not. All right. Love you guys. Bye.